theyeshiva.net. We're up to Pedic tests, spice tests, in the Maimer Vayikach, Vayikach Hamon Asasuzvel Halavush. That's page 241, Kufchaf Aleph, column 2. Ois test, this is the last chapter, the last Ois, the last Pedic of this Maimer of the Balatanya, Purim Tovkuf Samachavav, 1806, by the Suda, by the Suda of Purim of Vayikach. There were three Maimarim at that Suda's Purim. The Balatani said three Maimarim. This is one of three. <laughs> this Maim is one of three. It's Vakibal HaYehudim and Vayikach Haman and then afterwards another Maim. Is it expounded upon here? Im Yosem love the next page. Ah? Somebody was writing? Somebody was writing? While it happened? I doubt it. I don't know why. Later. Uh, and they probably worked with the Rebbe to because it's pretty... So it takes six weeks to learn one. How did they get to the end of that? Well, you said, said it. The people, there were a few writers, a few people that were there who would write the Maimar. His brother, he had a brother, Mahir Rabbi his son, who took him over later, succeeded him, the Mittler Rebbe, Rabbi Doiv Ber, the second Chabad Rebbe, the son of the Abalatanya. When his grandson came to age, Rabbi Menachem Mendel, he started to write. He had another son, Rabbi Moshe, a brother of the Mittler Rebbe, who also wrote. And uh, he had there was some, a few students who wrote. So, <coughs> many of the Maimarim, we have a few versions. Like this Maimar, this was written, I think, by the Mittler Rebbe, his son. Yet another son, Reb Moshe, also wrote a Maimer. Yeah, that's printed in Maimari Admiral Zakhar Tovk of Samachvav. It's the same Maimer. You can see right away. But because it was written by somebody else, it has its own flavor, its own style. Huh? That you can't know for sure. If he looked at it and approved it or didn't, that you can't know for sure. To warn my mother that he made some footnotes, he cracked it. But most of them, he may have seen them and looked at them, but he didn't write them. The Maimonim were said, not written by the Balatanya. So this is ice test. Now, for this we have to come back to the beginning, if you remember. On page 238, it's been a while ago. It's a pretty good On page 238, which is the beginning of the Maimer, we started off by right? Which you would think from all the Psukim and the Megillah that you want to choose to say Tairan, Purim. Yes, there's different Psukim you can choose. You chose this Pasak. And what was the story? What's the story? Let's remember. Achashverish was suffering from insomnia. He couldn't sleep. So he brings the Sefer HaZachroinus. They bring the diary where they have all the developments. Over there he finds the story that Mordechai once saved him from an assassination plan by Bixen and Sedesh. So he asks his servants, what can we do good for Mordechai to reward him? Haman at that time is coming to the courtyard of the king because he wants to execute Mardachai, he wants to hang Mardachai. So the king summons Haman 
and he asks someone, what's the right thing to do for somebody? The king wants to honor him, wants to show him glory and, and yakar. Yakar is preciousness and, and, and aggrandizement, gedula. So Haman thinks, obviously he's talking about me, Talk about an eagle. That right? can't even think that there's anybody else in the equation. So Haman says, First of all, bring the loyal gar- the royal garment that the king wears. Bring the horse that the king rides. Bring the crown that the king dawns on his head. Lavush, sus, kesser. Three things. Take the garment, dress it up on this person. Take the horse, give it to this person, and let him be ridden over the, across the streets and say, this is how we honor the person who the king wants to honor. Now this is a very interesting suggestion. If the king of a country, an empire, asks you how to reward somebody that I want to honor, and even if you think it's you, what would most people say? What would you say? Cash. Huh? Cash? Okay. Cash? Money, money yeah. Maybe Haman had so much money, he didn't know what to do with it. So what else? Huh? Covid. From all the covets in the world, what does he ask for? He's going to dress up like the king. Okay. <laughs> People don't think about this. He's going to dress up like the king, have his crown, so it's like in camp, they have taps topsy-turvy day. You know topsy-turvy day is? The head count, the campers become the counselors, right? The one of them becomes a head counselor and a head lifeguard and a learning director. And and, a, and for one day, the kids are kings and they dress up like them and they walk around with the, with, you know, the learning directors would walk around with clipboards and with a pen and they feel on top of the world until Shkia. <laughs> and Shkia back, the schlepper is the schlepper and the kenik is the kenik. So for a few hours, you're going to be around church, they're going to schlep you with the horse, with the royal crown, and they, money in the account didn't come in. Covet to last for tomorrow didn't come in. Everybody was bowing down to him all the time. This, this, is, this was the taiva of him. So the king takes it seriously, and he says, and do this all to Mordechai. So now Mordechai is dressed with the royal garment. He's sitting on the king's horse, and Haman is schlepping him around in the streets of Shushan and saying, this is the man who the king wants to honor. And of course, as the past, the story continues, Haman after this comes home, and he's avel v'chafurosh, he's, um, he's grieving, he's mourning for this, for this embarrassment, Chazal, add to the story, and he tells Zedesh, Zedesh, what happened? And then he goes to the party, and uh, the second party of Ashti, they slept to the party, and over there he's defeated and ultimately he's killed. <laughs> this is the Tosik that the Balatanya chose by Yikach Haman, Es Halavush, Vesasus, and he placed it on Mark. And he didn't even address the mice. He started off with a Gemara in sight to Dafhei, Talmud Chachem Tzarek Liyaz Boishminish Abishmanis. Talmud Chachem needs to have an eighth of an eighth of haughtiness, of pride, of gaiva. And the Gemara says, and he has to decorate himself with this gaiva, like a husk decorates and protects the husk, like the husk protects the, the stalk. And went into a whole, a whole situation where the Talmud Chachem is, 
and then the nature and the mechanism of the seed of a stalk of wheat, and how it's protected by the husk, by the skan hashiboilus, by the beard on top of the stalk, and went into a whole arichis, what it is al pipshat, what the marshal is, what the nimshal is in Avaidis Hashem, why Meiser is given only afterwards, after it's processed, after the stalk is removed. And yet, if you remove the if you remove the if you remove the husk too early, you can't have a stalk. And even though it's considered a clipper, which means a shell that should that should be discarded, but that's if it's done prematurely, you're left with nothing because the heat or the moist will either scorch or cause decadence to the seed prematurely. And this went on the whole arichas about two states of Avodah Hashem, beginning of Avodah Hashem, a deeper state of Ram, etc. So now he comes back. Who's the one who puts on the lavush and gives the sus to Mardachai Tzhaman? Bidish. Aydeh b'chines haman dafka. Nimshech b'chines lavush malchus ha-shalavash b'ya melech v'sus ha-shanach v'lava melech. Haman is the one who brings the lavush malchus to Mardachai and the source of the malach. And here we have an interesting diuk. Haman also asked for the crown. Haman asked for the crown. That never happened. When Achashverish gave him instructions, he said, Kaches halavush vesasus. Haman also asked for the crown. That didn't happen. The Megillah doesn't make Agan Samaisa about it. But when you look at the story, uh, Rashi says, Why didn't he mention the crown? Haman already sensed that Achashverish got upset that he's suggesting to take the crown. So already in the next passage he says, Haman himself backed off. And then the king Taka didn't mention the crown. So Mordechai went with the Levush and the Sus. It's also an interesting deal. The Hine, Alpi Nister, Alpi Plimius, Zawin in Maimadazal, this is connected to what the Gemara says in Masech de Chulin, Apella de Gemara, Kuchulin Koflamitas. Haman Minatayda Minay, asks the Gemara. What's the source of Haman and Taida? But you might ask, who says Haman has to have a source in Taida? But he asks on Haman, Haman Minatayda Minay. He also asks Moshe Minatayda Minay. He also asks Mordechai Minatayda Minay. And the answer is Mordechai. It says by the Shemana Mishcha, take Moir, one of the spices, and it says in Targum, Meira Tachya, Mordechai. Moisha, yeah. he brings from Bereshis, Meshagam Hubasar, Esther, Mechi Hasta Aster, Moisha, Good. Good, flex, good. Esther, Hamin is the letters of Haman in Parshas Bereshis. 
pidush, the explanation, and all of this is al derech haniskelael. This is continuation of what's explained earlier. Beinian maimer azal the Talmud Chacham b'shmini shabeshmini is the maatule kisasa l'shavulta. Talmud Chacham needs to have an eighth of an eighth of holiness and. He surrounds himself with it. It decorates him. It crowns him. Ma'atrele is like a terrace, a crown. Kisasa to shibulta, like the beard to the host, to the stalk, like the 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 stiff uh, bristle that protects and surrounds the top of the stalk where the kernels, where the seeds lay. Ki we explained earlier. The Balatanya explained that the first stage in Avodah Hashem is a person has to have Geus de Kedusha. Geus de Kedusha is which means a sense of haughtiness, a sense of exaltedness, the sense of I matter. A sense of deep, deep inner value and dignity. And as he explained, that's what protects the kernel. The light that's planted, for it to develop in the world. There is heat that can destroy it, and there is cold weather that can destroy it. Frostbite that can destroy it. Snow, sleet, ice rain, moist, if it's too much, and the scorching heat that can destroy. In a person's life, there's two major elements that can undermine a person's growth. One is represented by heat, and one is represented by cold, by frost. Heat, of course, represents passions. Fiery passions, addictions, you may call them today, addictions, person becomes fiery about something, addicted to something, connected to something, what he calls intense tivus, that can burn up the person. Another example, another opposite is frost, which is coldness, apathy, laziness, indifference, depression, resignation, you give up on yourself. They're both one point. The person is in a fu- functioning in a dysfunctional way because there's no I at the core. And whenever there's no I at the core that is valuable, when the person feels like a useless, powerless, insignificant shmata, they can't be avoided Hashem. There's nobody here to serve God. There's nobody here. There's a zombie. There's a robot. To somebody numbing their pain. That's the haschola. That protects. That protects the seed. There could come a time where you discard it. Not because, not because, the person becomes a shmata, but because the person becomes one. But this is the haschola, and he said this stage is not just negated to the person. It's also Negei in all the worlds. Because since Ein Soif is so beyond anything, so the spider webs can hang out in the king's palace. Smomis biyadayim tetafis. You remember? The king is so big. 
He's so great, he doesn't notice spider webs. Mitzad, the infinity of Ein Soif, darkness and light, can both occupy significant space. Because it would seem small, the infinity. But the gayus of a person, the sense of exaltedness of a person, is the Sarusa de Lasata. It's the Hisairus, it's the way a person lives down here that creates a ripple effect above, that by Hashem there should also be that sense of exaltedness that causes him to discard and to throw away and to reject dirt, filth, immorality. When a person has a certain sense of inner dignity, the person looks at themselves and says, it's a pastish for me. This is not for me. I don't belong here. I don't belong here. The Balatanya had a chassid. His name was Reb Mordechai Liepler. Came from a city, Liepler. They used to call them by the names of the cities. His first name was Motl Mordechai. He was a businessman, a successful businessman, and he had a unique permission to live in Petersburg, the capital where the Tsar lived in Petersburg, which at that time most Jews were forbidden to be there. Many cities. They forbade Jews of being their pale of settlement and other decrees, but he had a special certificate because of his business connections. And the Mordechai said that what saved him always throughout his life was Midas Hagaiva. Midas Hagaiva. He said, you walk in the streets of Petersburg, over there was the, the capital of, of the Tsarist Empire, and you know, his contacts and his relationships and his friends, he was, a, he was a great businessman. He was very, very successful. So he says, he would see certain situations, he see, and he, he used to say, Ich bin dem Rebben Sachasitz, a pastmanisht. I'm, I'm, I'm higher than this, I'm deeper than this, I'm greater than this. So this is, dafke the sense of, 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 of greatness. Lagabe amitis avoides Hashem, it's called klippa. But sometimes, what for one person is clip is for another person's survival. You have to know where you are. You have to know where a person is. What for one person is a husk is for other person the key to existence, the key to survival. That's called geus de kedusha, a sense, a sense of exaltedness. This doesn't belong to me. But the Balatanya had a chassid, and he was not so. He wasn't successful. He was a poor man, but he had a brother who was very successful, and he went his own way. So his brother once invited him to his house. He went to his house. It was like a mansion in those days. And he walks in. His brother gives him a tour of this room and that room and that room and that room. And he shows him his glory and his, 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 his wealth and his power. So at the end, this chassid was a real Jew. So he says, what do you think? So he tells him, I don't know if you should practice it in your house, but this is what he told him. He said... Uh, he said, it's known that there's one type of animal that loves to be in the mud. It loves to wallow in the mud until it's head. And every moment that it's in the mud, it feels good. It has one issue that makes it depressed. And that is why its head also can't be in the mud. It wants to be, it wants to be deeper in the mud. That's what he told his brother. So Bashasa person, understands that it's min b'she'enei minoy. Dysfunctionality, or mud, or filth, it doesn't belong to me. It's min b'she'enei minoy. If I'm a shtick mud, then it's min b'minoy. Then I deserve it, I belong there. You're almost attracted to it. The more dysfunction, the more you show up. 
because that's where I belong. It's min b'mina. The moment a person could say it's min b'she'enay mina, this is not me. I deserve better. I want better. I want to live a true life of truth, and I could live a life of truth. This the person has to be able to see value in themselves. Now it's emes that Leida Alter Rebbe. This is Shlav one. There's a lot deeper. Well, there's somebody who stops there, gets stuck there, gets also stuck. They're so distracted. They're so traumatized by losing themselves that they can't give up themselves, which happens a lot. Person becomes so traumatized by not having a self that the self now becomes a source of distraction, a tremendous source of distraction. They live with it. They live with the clipper. They can't get out of it, even though it's survival. But there's a shlav that you must have it. And if it's prematurely removed, you can't exist. And when we say this shlav, it's not just in time. It's, it's, it's a space in Avodah Hashem. It's where you are. What does this do, Lamayla? The same thing by Hashem. He's infinite. And infinity, darkness and light can coexist. Everybody can have a party there, including the spider web. The Sirus Malmata creates Kavayachal and Hashem and Gaius. Should be Kigoy Go to become higher than the arrogant ones to reject that which has to be rejected. That's what he says. So now he takes the posik and he touches it. Alpi pnimiyas. Every word and every character in Tanakh is not just a physical character, it's also a spiritual character. Who is Haman? Haman represents the arrogant one, the haughty one. So you have the physical Haman, the vicious anti-Semite who wants to destroy Jews. Comes the Gemara and says, no, Haman mina minayin. There's also a Haman in Taira. Who's the Haman in Taira? Talmud Chachem Tzarech Shehei That's the Haman in Taira. Haman mina minayin. That's the Nemes in Minha Eitz. And the Gemara says in Brachas, Dafmem Eitz Hadas. Chita Hoysa. Shenemar. The Gemara brings the Rayas Eitz Hadas. Chita Hoysa. And what was the marshal the Gemara gave for the audience? The Chita. The Chita. That's Haman Minatayra. It's not the physical Haman that we know who wants to destroy Jews. It's a Tamad Chacha. That's the Hama. That's the sense of inner exaltedness. A Jew has to feel that the Melech is interested in my Yakar, in my honoring him, in my Avoidus Hashem. My Avoidus Hashem means something to God. It has a Chshivis. I get up to Davin. And Hashem says, I want to hear what this man has to say. Or what this woman has to say. I'm interested in you. 
I have passion in you. You affect me. You mean something to me. If you look at yourself, you're not a Metzius, then you don't mean anything to yourself. You mean something to God. You don't mean anything to anybody. You don't even mean anything to your wife and your children. You don't even believe that your children want you or need you. Why? Why should anybody want a shmata? Cotton candy, they want. Their father, who wants their father? You've got to be crazy to want a guy like me. So the father becomes ice father because how could you be interested in me? I've got, got nothing to give. You typhus what I'm saying, Abaisa? It's important stuff. If a person feels himself... Yeah. I was once speaking to a group of fathers. So they were you know, a little immature in their life on Shabbos, morning, davening, whatever. So I said, Kabede Savicha. How's the word Taich Kabede Savicha? Respect your father. So I'm going to give a new Taich. Kabede Savicha. Respect your fatherhood. Respect yourself as a father. Respect the father in you. You're not a two-year-old immature baby. You can get drunk Shabbos morning by a Kiddush club. Respect yourself as a father. You're not a drunken alcoholic loser who's depressed from a whole week. So all you can do on Shabbos and offer, offer your family is come home two o'clock like a drunken alcoholic smelling from herring and sponge cake and, and, a, and a whole bottle that you had to down because you can't deal with your pain a whole week. Respect yourself as a father, which is really what it means to respect the father. Not only your father... The father inside of you. I'm a father. I'm not a 40-year-old loser, which even though I feel that way. And even if you feel that way, still respect that you're a father. In other words, to other people, you're the father. You're their progenitor. You're their source. And that's what they want in you. Is this the ultimate of Judaism? For some people, this is the ultimate of Judaism. For the Al-Tareb, it's the first step. The first step. But it's an important step. You can't skip it. Because if you skip it, and you say, Bittl, Ichal, by Bittl, I'm out, me and Avram Avinu, it's not going to work. Because you're skipping a very important step, and yourself, that self, is going to come back to bite you and haunt you. So you have to be careful with this. This is Haman Minataira. This is Haman in Taira. Hamelechof is Art. The king, the Gemara says, Hamelech always means Hashem. So it's not something because Al-Tareb is a taich. The Gemara says when it says HaMelech, it's Le'isha Shehamelech Chofetz B'Koreh. God wants me. He's interested in me. I, I, I was always told, garnished, mit garnished, garnished. I'm not going to repeat the story about zero. Mustel, thank you. Because if you don't remember it by now, it's not going to help if I say it again. And if you remember it, so I don't have to say it again. Right? But it's one of the 10 or 20 classics. Right? So if, if a person says, well, God is interested in zeros, well, he really has a bad taste. He really has bad taste. So something fundamentalism is a person can't be a real Oivet Hashem. Oivet Hashem has to be predicated, predicated on, the fast, on the fact that this is the Ish Hashem is there ego, Haman, the real Haman, the physical Haman? We're not talking about that ego. We're not talking about narcissism and hedonism where you feel like you could destroy people. We're talking here about a sense of inner dignity and value that makes a person, as he says, Sur Meirava say I want to stay away from bad and engage in good. 
There's a Rashi in Parshas Pinchas, Apelo de Kirashi. Moshe is told that he's not going to take the Jews into Eretz Yisrael. So Moshe says, Yifkoid Hashem Aruchus Bosa, It's time to appoint a leader, appoint somebody who will take them out, who will bring them in. Hashem's community should not be like sheep, like flock without a shepherd. Literally, means take them out and bring them back. Take them out to war, bring them back. This you have to know Yiddish. The Hest? How do you say it in English? He should um, exhaust, almost like to exhaust himself, but to go. To go. Himself over. He should go out for them. Like, a, pass out. like pass out for them, so to speak. His soul should should go out for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. So Hashem says, "Take your Yeshua." The next, the next scene, so to speak. Everybody knows this. Vaydabra Hashem al Moshe Leimer. Tzavos bnei Yisov amarta aleim es karboni lachmi liishaydech nechoychetich makludut moedai zehaisha kevasechet asavabeka. We say it every morning in in Karbonus section from Pinchas. Carbon atomid it's called. A sheep in the morning, a sheep in the evening. Rashi says, "Viko, what was it? How does it come in?" So he says, "Amaisa." There was a king, and he had a wife, the queen. She was dying prematurely. She went to her husband, and she said, "I'm gonna be gone. We have children. Make sure you take care of the children. Without a mother, I need you to, you know, <laughs> take responsibility. Wake up. There's children. Take care of the children." So the king tells the queen, You're telling me I should take care of the kids. Maybe you should tell the kids to take care of me. Zokrashi. Moshe is telling Hashem, there's kids, you got to take care of them. The queen is gone. Moshe is gone. So before you tell me to take care of them, maybe you tell them to take care of me. I need bread. Who's going to make breakfast? Who's going to make dinner? They're going to see their old pop, their old man. Hey, let him go. I need somebody to make me dinner. So you read the Rashi. So the Lubavitcher Rebbe once spoke about this Rashi on a shop. He says, so he's been a whole beard on the Rashi. I'll be shot. But then he said, what Rashi is saying. The carbon tomid, the Gemara says, Tfilas keneget midden tikno. Shachris and minchis keneget the carbon tomid. So Hashem says, as important as it is for them to have God, it's important for me to have them. Don't just tell me what they need. Tell them what I need. And he says, this is my bread, this is my breakfast, this is my lunch. What does this demonstrate? It demonstrates, Le'ish ha'sha'amela chafetz b'kavar. So you'll ask, what's the big deal? He said, A simple mincha, a simple Wednesday. Hashem says, this is, my, this is my livelihood, so to speak. This is my parnas. So it's all based on the fact there is real dignity in a person's life. I matter. 
This is Haman Minatayda. Because it's Haman Minatayda, so therefore what does Haman do? Haman gets the Levush HaMelech and the Sus. You remember what he said about the Sus? Sus is twice, Gas. 60 and 60 and 6. 126. Twice Gas. Twice Sag. What's Gas? Shminish Abishmin is Gasus. The Susa Shirachim of Amalekis, the horse that takes the king up and then brings the king down. Kisirka Val Susecha. There's the horse that brings you up the mountain and the horse that runs down. And knowing how to be on a horse means you go up with the horse and you know how to go down with the horse. And it's two different movements in the horse. There's the horse flying up and there's the horse going down. In Avoidus Hashem, the Sus takes you to a place you can't go yourself. And the sus is the Hanukkah of the Tzamach Tzedek on this Maimer. He says that the sus is, a, is an animal that has pride. You know, the Cossack's horse. The Cossack's horse. The horse is, you, know, you, know, you don't mess with a horse. The horses went into battle. They had this courage, this audacity. The symbol of the king on the horse. You know, George Washington on the horse. Lahavdil. Napoleon on the horse. The horse has this power, and the real horse will jump into fire, jump into water. The horse has that sense of uh, chutzpah, but a sense of malchus. The king on the horse. Putin loves photographs of him on the horses. He loves it. He goes all over Russia, huh? without a shirt, with his muscle, a gait. He wants to be a czar. Marlboro man. Huh? Marlboro man, yes, 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 for those who remember Marlboro man. When cigarettes were still considered part of Susa Shirachim of Amalek. What? With an oxygenator on the horse. Yes, an oxygenator on the horse. <laughs> and lungs pretty damaged too. But the main thing is it looks good. <laughs> With a health warning from... Uh... <laughs> Surgeon General. Right, Surgeon General. That's the Sus. It's also what the sus does. You can't climb mountains the way a, a sus takes you. What does this represent again in Avodah Hashem? The sense of exaltedness. Climbing the heights. The first man to climb Mount Everest was Sir Edmund Hillary. He was from New Zealand. In 1952, he tried to get to the top of Mount Everest. Sanishki Lungen. Didn't work. But he tried and he almost did it. Nobody ever did it before. So they had a dinner for him in Britain. And they honored him. And when they called him up to the pulpit, in the backdrop, there was a huge portrait of Mount Everest. And this was honoring his attempt, even if he didn't do it. So he gets up and they're giving him a standing ovation. But he felt down because he never made it. So as he spoke and he accepted the honor in the middle, like with this... uh, outburst of passion, he, he stops talking to the crowd, he turns around, he starts talking to the mountain in the picture. And he says, Mount Everest, you beat me the first time around. <laughs> but the second time around, I'm going to beat you. And I'll tell you why. You're much, much bigger than me, but you stopped growing. I never stopped growing. In 1953, he made it to the top. First man make it to the top of Mount Everest. That's what's called in English, ambition. Without that sense of ambition, you can't start Avodah Hashem. If you feel like a useless midget, psychologically speaking, 
That's what you remain. And then everything attracts to you. Everything attracted to you. That's why you'll find one of the worst traumas that people have today is that they were put down as children and they still live with it. And it often takes them years to get out of it. And finally, when they open up, in all these programs, when they open up, the first thing is like oxygen is, I matter. I exist. I'm allowed to share my emotions. And the truth is, chassidus is much, much deeper. But if you don't go through that stage, you can't even understand it. Because they hear the word bittel, what do they hear? Shmata. Ain't soif, shmata. Ain't oid ich bin garnished. Ain't oid for real, ich bin a garnished. They can't even experience God because they're so busy trying to save anything that's left. Imagine a person is drowning. They tell him, by the way, ain't oid Emotionally they're drowning. I'm looking for something to exist. So now you start telling me. I can't even hear the message. The reason I can't hear the message is I'm overwhelmed from anxiety that may be subconscious. When he could look at that mountain and say, I'm going to beat you because you stopped growing. I'm not stopping to grow. That's the Haskalah. That's what Haman is. And it's called Eitzadas, not Eitzachayim. Just like we said, it's the clipper. But it's Eitz Hadas. It's Eitz Hadas. It's not Eitz Hachayim yet. It's Shminish Shemishminis. What does that evoke, Lamaila? The same Nakuda by Hashem Kevayachal. That I reject things that don't belong to me. I reject dirt for my life. I mean, this, it's a pastish for me. It's a pastish. A person who has real dignity doesn't hang out in, in stupid places. Doesn't belong to me. I'm better than this. I'm great. What am I? What am I doing this for? It even you see it with food. When you feel good about your body, you don't stuff yourself with toxic foods. Why? Who? What? what my body's a garbage can. <laughs> it's a garbage can. Every garbage goes into me. Let it go into the garbage. But the problem is, for some of us, the garbage can is more harsher than the body. <laughs> if I have a cookie on the table. And I can put it in two places. I can put it where it belongs, which is the garbage, or by the Kiddush and Forche, so other people can have it. Or I could put it in my body. Most people, it's got to go into me. In other words, the garbage can has a lot more shivers than me. I'm not going to put the garbage in the garbage can. It's a passage. The garbage can, I, could, I put good stuff, vegetables, etc. The garbage can gets the good stuff. My body gets all the filth and the dirt and the toxins. Aren't we supposed to emulate God? I mean, here we're, the reverse of like, Hashem is like watching what we're doing and having to... Hashem, Hashem, both are true. Hashem Tzilcha. Hashem is your shadow. A shadow follows you. One of the Yisaitis in Kabbalah and Chesidus is Yisarusa de la Sata, Yisarusa de la Elam. There's such a deep relationship that what we do below creates an effect above. I want to mention something that um, we're coming from, uh, which is not the Orthodox Jewish world for many years. I noticed even some of the people you're speaking about, people that might be you know doing the wrong thing at the Kiddush or whatever, but they're so much better than the average boy. <laughs> and I even saw that non-from Jews that they have something special about them that's more... Avada. Yeah, Avada. We're not... Avada, Avada. Avada, Avada. So that's the sus. 
That's the sus. Haman gets that, that Haman, the Gaius, gets that horse going. That horse that goes up, and then the horse brings down that sense of Gaius. Achine, Haman the clip. This is Haman of Kedusha. <laughs> this is Haman of Kedusha. Now there's Haman of Klippe. Haman of Klippe is Pashata, a real narcissist. Haman the Klippe, Haman of Klippe, no, he wants it for himself. I'm like an eagle. It's a sense of, of, of entitlement. And Haman believes that his sense of entitlement is going to create Lamaila. The same thing. He's going to get God's exaltedness. A person has so much power that Haman feels my arrogance and haughtiness will allow me to get God's haughtiness. The Kigoi God is going to come to me. God's power is going to come to me. But Hamelech, the ultimate Melech Hashem, tells the Haman in the story, Haman of Klippe, it's time to be transformed into Haman of Kedusha. And he becomes a Haman who now serves Mordechai. This is the Haman who is transformed into divine Kedusha. You take the garment and the words and give it to Mordechai. Now we go to Haman of Kedusha. It depends on Haman to get the Luvush and Sus. Why? The Luvush of the Melech, not the Melech. It's the husk of the Melech. The Luvush, you remember? It's the Sus of the Melech, it's not the Melech. But it's the Luvush and the Sus that's the Shminish of the Shminish. Haman is the one who accesses it. The Geus of Kedusha. Haman of Kedusha accesses it. Which explains, all this explains the Zoya. In Vayakel, this week. The Zoya says, when unholiness is subdued, Iskafia means, when unholiness is subdued, the Yikara, again, Yikara, Yikara, the Yakar, the, the glory of Hashem is, is, is extends, as Stalik means it, it departs and it extends in all the worlds. Pirush, When you take Sitra Acher, what does it mean? Sitra Acher is based on arrogance, on haughtiness. When a person takes that gasus, and turns it into Gasas Dikdusha. What's Gasas Dikdusha? A sense of pride and holiness. Haman minatayre minay. When you take the Haman of Klip, of Sitracher, and Eskafya, you use it for Gayus Dikdusha, which means, yes, I matter. 
There is a sense of arrogance that comes from the fact that I don't matter. You have to cover up your insecurity. That's Gassas the Clipper. Gassas the Clipper means you're living in a shell. You have to cover everything up. You have to numb yourself. You have to be arrogant because you can't be yourself. It's like people always have to talk about themselves. People who love fame. People who need validation. People who need attention. I am so small, I'm afraid to let go of myself. I let go of myself, I won't exist. Like the woman who said that she went on a date and for three hours he was talking about himself. And then he says to her, it's enough me talking about me. Now let's hear what do you have to say about me. But I can't go away from that. That's gases of Klippa. I live in a Klippa. Gases, the Kedusha is the opposite. It allows a person to have relationships. It picks up the person. And you have a certain confidence that you, you could let go. You could listen to somebody else because you're not going to melt. You could say, I'm sorry. There's boundaries. When you have no boundaries, then you have to be everywhere because there's no expectations because you're afraid you're going to die emotionally. So when a person takes Gassas the Klippa and turns it into Gassas the Kedusha, that's called the Skafia Sitra So what happens? The Yokar of Kuchabrichu goes up. And when it goes up, as we said, the enemies will hide in the, in the, in the clefts of the rocks. The awe of Hashem and the other, the beauty of His exalted. What does a mean? A word is talkus. Hashem's elevatedness goes up. Into his essence. He doesn't want to give Shefa to Haman of Klippe. He doesn't want to give Shefa to the one who's not worthy of it. It creates a similar tnua by Hashem. This doesn't belong here. Just like when a person feels I matter, the junk gets rejected. This doesn't belong here. He goes up. Hashem's chesed, which is infinite, it can go everywhere. Yishmal and Yitzchak are the same thing. But because it goes up, what's a skafi sitra means you use klipe for avoidus Hashem. What's that you use sitra for avoidus Hashem? That's the clip of I matter. How are you using Sitra Akhira? Separateness. I matter means there's an eye, but this is a holy eye. You take the unholy eye, you turn it into a holy eye. You're taking Sitra Akhira. The concept of Kedusha is Einoid Movadoi. That's why my Sir Kaidish is only on the on the on the kernel. But this is when you take Sitra Akhira with a sense of separateness in a healthy way. I'm separate in a good way. I matter, I exist. I mean something. I want my life to be a successful life. Ambition. I want to make something of myself. What are they like saying by the commencement of it? Leave your mark. <laughs> Leave your mark. My son sent me a, a beautiful quote. been a quote. God gave you a fingerprint that no one else has. So you can leave an imprint that no one else can. The Hester of Isaac. God gave you a fingerprint that no one else has. 
so you can leave an imprint that no one else can. This is called Haman min minayin. A person knowing this, being aware of this, this is called You took separateness and you turned it into Kedusha. What does this do? Instead of going down to all the Chitzonim, it goes up. And then and then the Shefa comes to Here it belongs, here it doesn't belong. So Haman accesses the Sus, which takes you up and then brings it down to the right places. And the Levush, he's the one who gets it. Now there's the literal Haman who wants it all for himself through his chutzpah. But the Melech says, no, 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 no. The point is Mordechai has to have it. But through Haman. Haman becomes an accessory to Mordechai. And ultimately Mordechai is going to get that horse. He's going to be the one who holds onto the horse, like we learned before. Every generation has the horse, the vehicle through which the Rebbeinu Shalaylam is Nizgala. In the world, every generation, every day, every time, Mordechai is the one who gets that horse. So he finishes. He says, What allowed this to happen in the time of Golos, in the times of Achashvedesh, the Jewish people reached that place of Messias Nefesh, that's beyond Tambadas. Which, as a result of that, it created the feedback above. Messias Nefesh with a cheshbin, with is an eye that relates to divine, the way it's within the structure of the world. Brings out the core of everything that is beyond all structures, and that's where the relationship is, which great creates this type of mysterious nefesh. There's no agenda. Even Bashas Matan Taira, there is others did not touch that state of Atmos. The Gemara said, by Purim they confirmed what they began. So there's something in the state of Purim that's deeper than Matan Taira. Because Matan Taira didn't have this state of mysterious Nefesh without an agenda. Nonetheless, so even though it was such a concealment, how can you compare it to Matan Taira? Matan Taira is Ponim Ponim, Hashem is revealed. Time of Purim, this complete concealment. He says, There was something in Purim that's even greater than the heart Because Hester Ponim doesn't mean he's not here. It just means that the Ur went to a higher place and that's what translates into concealment. What we experience as concealment is simply, this is heavy, access to a much deeper level of life which we don't have Kalim. All concealments in life is basically the oil went up a notch. Because it went up a notch. It's like when you look at the sun, you close your eyes. Not because it's too little light, because it's too much light. It's too much light. So my keli shuts down. So what is it? It's darkness. So now I have to open up my kalim to a new level of light. That's what... That's what Concealments in life are. That's what challenges in life are. Challenges in life are an invitation 
to go one step deeper. But to go for one step deeper, my keli won't allow it. So my keli shuts down. So I can't be in my comfort zone anymore. So now I have to go up a step deeper to be able to get that ur. Says the Hester Ponim of Purim wasn't Stama Hester. It was because Istalik, it was the time to get the Etzem, which is beyond the Kalim. That's what happens on Purim. And that's the moment where the ultimate mysterious Nefesh of a Jew, like we spoke, the ultimate, Mili Bashamayim, where there's absolutely no disconnection came out. They will never pass. The concealment which triggered the mysterious nefesh of Purim was even greater than the light that revealed on Matan Torah and Yom Kippur. That's why the name of Hashem is not in the whole Megillah, Elaha Melech Stam, Shemayru Miram is Abchinis Atzmusayrin Sof HaPashet, the Mufshet Mikol Shem. Because the Megillah is connected not to names, it's beyond names. It's the essence which is beyond names. Kemaymer Antma Mali Kol Shmon, says in Tikkun Ezer, you fill all the names, Elanikra HaMelech Stam, Beloshin Stimos, Mishum She'ene Yedea Mihu. Because the Chiddush of Purim was that they went deeper than everything. The level of Mesiris Nefesh was not Mesiris Nefesh of an investment where I want something, I want Elam Haba. It was the ultimate, ultimate Vekas, the ultimate Oneness, which comes from the Jew being rooted in Atzmus and in Sof Mamish. So therefore the Megillah doesn't capture a name, not even Yudke Vavke. You won't find even Hashem's name once. The only Sefer of Tanakh, where you don't have Hashem's name even once, Apella. So there's different explanations. The Balatanya's explanation is because you have, you're dealing with atzmos beyond names. What looks like a hester ponim is really because you're being invited into the essence. Because you're invited into the essence, the atzmos, and that's what came out in Purim. That hester ponim brought out that relationship. That relationship. The whole year, as he said earlier, what the Mesidus Nefesh of Purim was. No agendas whatsoever. No giluyim. Not oilam haba, not schar. It was the essential relationship, essence to essence, that came out. And that's the, even deeper than my Matan Torah. And that's the ultimate istalik, yikore the kuchabrichu le'elen, to the atzbos. And over there, there's no place for Haman of Klippa. Darkness and light can coexist in infinity. That's what Haman wants with his goyrolois. That's what he wants. He wants the randomness. But in the ultimate source... In the ultimate source, this is the truth that Yisrael v'kotshabrichu kulachat v'pchines Esther shuinyan Esther upon him. Esther, which is also concealment, That's why the person who does this all is Esther. What does Esther mean? Concealment. Why is she called concealment? Not because there was no light, because the light was so deep beyond Caleb, completely beyond. Any way of accessing it in a in 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 a, in a normal day, but the chiddush of Esther was because of the pasuk says Esther found grace in anybody who saw, meaning everyone loved her beauty. Esther says really Esther had a greenish face, but there was a a strand of grace that was pulled over her face, that even though naturally 
you would think Esther would not be appealing, but there was something unique. What's the pshat? So he's saying, because Esther be'etzem is oir hasosom. It's the oir that's sosom, and therefore it's not appreciated by people. But the Chiddush of Esther was that there was a chutzal chesed, that that atzmius, that oir that is concealed, she managed to be Megala. It came out through Esther. So that's what happened on Purim, that this deepest, deepest relationship, the ultimate core of the relationship, came out, the deepest level of Mesiris Nefesh, the Pchina of Goyrol, beyond Tam Vedas, the ultimate exaltedness, the ultimate exaltedness of the Atzmas coming out, and over there there's absolutely no place for Haman, Haman of Klippe. Over there is the ultimate, ultimate oneness, and therefore the Levush and the Sus go away from Haman, and they go to Mardechai, which means on a physical level that Haman of Klippe has no place there, and Haman of Kedusha, brings out that levush and the sus and, and becomes an accessory to Mardukhai. Vidal, Vidaila Maven, this will be enough for he who understands. I guess. Haman Minatari Minayan, the Hest. Amina Eitzhazar. We live in a world of Eitzhadas, not Eitzachayim. Eitzachayim, there's complete vacas. You don't need a reason why I'm serving Hashem. There's, there's no separate. That's Eitzachayim. Eitzhadas, there's self-consciousness. Because there's self-consciousness, so now I have to take the self and transform it from Haman of Klippet to Haman of Kedusha. From self-consciousness to being conscious of the self. You know the difference? From self-consciousness to be conscious of the self. A certain self-awareness. You can't say there's no Eitz I have no self-awareness. I do have self-awareness. And in a world of self-awareness, you have to make sure that that self-awareness is, is, is positive, it's healthy, it's, it's good. It brings you to a good place. That's the Eitz self-awareness. First there's Eitz HaChayim. That's not Haman. There's Eitz HaChayim. That's the kernel. The Eitz HaDas is still the stalk. It's, it's the husk. Right? It's Haman, but it's Haman of Kedusha. Haman Minatayr Minayim. Shminis Heber Shminis. Well, if it's a 63rd, then it becomes Gas. 64th is Samach Dalit. Well, yeah. is an expression in Tanakh. His heart was uplifted in the ways of God. The man who the king wants to honor. The Levush and the Sus. The Levush and the Sus. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.